Hello, Sobertown. Welcome to the Sobertown podcast. Let's jump on that sober train and ride right into the incredible, wonderful world of sobriety. And today we are so blessed to have our favorite addiction specialist. I can go on and on and on. I mean, your accolades just like there's so many of them. So why don't you introduce yourself to everybody and tell them who you are? Thank you, Drifter. Yeah, so hello, Sobertown community. I'm so honored to be part of this amazing community that you all have created. And I tell everybody about it. It's just an incredible story, like seriously, of how community forms. And anyway, my name is Erica Spiegelman. I'm a addiction counselor. I'm an author, uh, a speaker. And most recently, I'm a chief operating officer of a treatment program that will be Okay, basically, the only program exclusively carrying the Rewired program as a residential treatment center will be opening up on November 1st. So now I'm a treatment center owner. Let's say that again, because I mean, that's like, yeah, you're taking what you created, Rewired, and now this facility exclusively is going to be teaching your system. The your program, program, yeah. And the, the center is called New Spirit Recovery. And so, yeah, it, it's it's cool because it, we're going to have a lot of, I mean, the program's amazing. Like we're going to have so much wellness to it. I mean, we're going to be giving client whoop bands and tracking sleep and movement and hiking and meditation and yoga, all these great things, but also the rewired program teaching the core of what I believe to be so helpful in terms of recovery. I'm almost 16 years sober myself, but teaching people tools and coping skills and like real-time things like i'm not letting you walk out of there unless you have a plan together and you feel confident and safe within yourself and you know how to take care of yourself your mind right your your body your spirit your emotions i want everyone to feel safe that they can they can be their own best friend they could be their own cheerleader that they could walk out of there when i think like we we're just so honored and excited to get it alive because it's it's always been a hope of mine. I always tell my clients, if I could just put you in my pocket and take you with me and help you rewire your brain for two months, I would. I always say that. And it's funny because now like I could really do that. So yeah, it'll be great. So you're teaching the principles out of the rewired. You want to mm -hmm. tell everybody a little bit about that? Yeah, I mean, my first book, Rewired, it was, I wrote it in 2015 and it became a bestseller and it's still it's still pretty popular and people use the the book and the workbook kind of organically. Um, it just happened to be that people use it for their communities and applying it to their lives, like kind of like something alternative than a 12-step program. Although 12 steps are great and rewired to be used in conjunction with the 12 steps, but it's really just about having these principles and living by these principles of authenticity and honesty and time management, and healthy solitude and communication and self-care and love and all the things that I write and talk about, but it's it's creating those in your life as a non-negotiable. Like I'm going to be authentic no matter what. Like I want my job to feel authentic. I want my relationships to feel authentic. I want, Or maybe the job can't right away because you have to put food on the table. That's fine, but let's try and like do other things in your life that feel more in alignment. So yeah, it's just a new way of kind of thinking about recovery, I think. Erica, when when you start applying these to your life, you get to these moments where, like with me, like honesty. Yeah. I'm in my boat. I had forgot to get insurance on my boat. I'm cruising across the lake, and my son is supposed to be watching out for logs. He's on his phone. Boom, I hit a log, full speed, full throttle. 
right away, my brain starts thinking, okay, park the boat, get insurance, wait a couple months, and then do a claim on it, right? Yeah. That's how my old thinking starts. And then yeah, yeah. I start thinking honesty. I've been practicing this principle, honesty. And uh, yeah. yeah, and I, I had to call my son up. I can't do it because I was planning. I was full blown yeah, yeah, planning yeah. this thing out. And I'm like, yeah. I can't do it. I got to be honest in my sobriety. And that's what your principles do through wow. all of it. So, wow. yeah, they, thank you. I don't oh have to look God. over my shoulder anymore. <laughs> no, I mean, you're the one. Yeah, you're the one that's doing the work. But yeah, it does help when you don't have to be found out. You don't have a secret. You don't have to worry about what the next shoe's going to drop. Like it, it takes away so much stress, I think, from people's lives that you don't even realize it. Because when you've been kind of living that lifestyle, cutting corners and manipulating and getting around the system. I mean, it's not to say you can't be aggressive and assertive in life. Like I'm a full believer in getting after what you want and 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 doing what you need to do. But again, if it if it kind of if it's if it creates this like feeling of dishonesty, guilt, incongruency, self-betrayal, those are the kind of feelings we want to stay away from because we lose over that. Like eventually, right? We'll eventually you'll lies are like a web and they multiply and it just so it's better not to start yeah no, another one of my favorite ones is solitude yeah you know, I, I didn't even realize the difference between solitude and isolation until i got into your book yeah and then that was a big light bulb moment for me because i realized hey i'm comfortable in my own skin the first time in my life i'm 60 years old and i'm yeah. comfortable in my own skin wow that's amazing you look you look so young but Okay. I didn't know how old you are. Yes. I, I think, I think I was just talking to a client about this yesterday, actually, who doesn't like to be alone. And he's like, I just need distractions. And I think a lot of people are used to that, having something to distract themselves from hearing their own thoughts, from just sitting with emotion, sitting with your feelings. That's really something we need to begin to tolerate and learn how to feel. I think that's the best thing about, like you said, figuring out what solitude is, is like, Oh, wow. Like this is something where I could be by myself and get to know my thoughts and get to know how I feel about something versus for so long. I think when you're in any kind of dependency or addiction or using anything, it's like we don't want we want to drown it out. Like, I don't want to really think about how I'm not really happy in my relationship. I'm not really happy with my job. I'm not really happy with myself. I don't want to think about that kind of stuff. So I'm just going to distract and distract and distract with people, food, money, gambling, booze, whatever it is. And you, you get so far from what solitude can really be the beauty of just like, but I think when you are living in ways which you're doing, there's negative consequences and you're doing things that are harmful to yourself. No, we don't want to be alone with our thoughts. So it's really hard to have healthy solitude till you kind of get sober. Yeah. And then before we get into a couple other things, I'd never even heard of this term until the other day when my wife shared something that you'd put on your Facebook cognitive distortions oh my gosh i was like man i could be the billboard poster child for all that <laughs> i was like blown away can you yeah. explain some of that well yeah cognitive distortions are cognitive meaning your mind right so the thoughts that go on in your mind right what are these thought patterns what are these old thought patterns that you maybe watched your mom catastrophize or you watched your dad use that word should you should do that you should have gone to college you should have been on this team you shouldn't have gotten it did we hear where'd we hear this and it so this internal language and voice is what cognitive distortions are so i want to create awareness for people like do you catastrophize do you 
tend to have these thought patterns where you tell yourself something's going to go wrong before it even goes wrong, right? You, this is habitual. These are habitual thinking habits, right? And so we want to make sure we're not thinking negatively all the time and, and going down this route of cog the distorted thoughts, right? This is what cognitive distortions are. So that's why awareness around what thoughts of yours could be distorted. Like I, I remember for me, these overgeneralized uh, statements like, I'll never get sober. I'll always be this way. I'll never. That's a, that's a cognitive distorted way of thinking. And that kept me so small for so long. Just using that old language. The minute I got rid of the word never, boom, like a world opened up, right? Just making these small changes, reframing, it's so powerful. Like the language we use is very powerful in our own minds. We have to be aware of that. Yeah. And I love reframing. That's where the rewired comes in because you can reframe yeah. and turn all that around. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like, I, I, I think now, like I, I like going into this new business situation, let's say I'm worried about all these things that could go wrong. Will this not go right? Blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, I, I started to hear myself and I was like, Erica, snap out of it. Like we're going to, we're going to now tell a different story. This is going to go amazing. This is going to go right. This is meant to be. This is going to be such a learning experience. This is going to be, you're going to learn about yourself and others. You're going to see if you like this or not. Like instead I meet that and I was like, I could feel the stress just, just by changing my thoughts about one particular situation that hasn't even occurred yet. Right. So it's amazing how your thoughts really control pretty much everything. So Erica. I remember the first time I found you because I started finding out about neuroscience because I'd never known about it. I'd only known about the steps my whole life. Yeah. I was like, oh, I can rewire my brain. And that's how I found rewired in you. Yeah. Silvertown was just starting out. And I'm like, I'm going to see if I can like email her to see if she will yeah. have an interview. And I told you like, I'm an ex-con. I told you all these things about myself. And I'm thinking nobody wants to come on a podcast with an ex-con. And you did. And I was just like, and I was like blown away. And you've been so gracious to us at Sobertown. We've been teaching Rewired now for over two years. I, think. I know. It's amazing. Oh, I'm so grateful for you guys. No, I always tell people the story of how we met in the letter that I got and, and the email. And I'm like, yeah, let's go. I, that was a plus that you were an ex-con, by the way. I mean, if someone like me, like I like, I, I get letters from people in jail all the time. I have two sitting right here. I could show you. And it, to me, I don't know why I feel such a kinship with people that have had any kind of hardship. It's I feel like, you know, like, yeah, let's let's all come together and support each other. What's the difference? You're, you're a human being. You made mistakes. You give, we all do. You know, it's, there's nothing lifting the stigma of all this nonsense of being incarcerated or an ex-con or a drug addict or an alcoholic. It's like, let's lift, get away the stigma. Let's let's peel it back so we see the person and then decide. I decide who I, who's going to be in my life depending on who you are, not a label that you've given yourself or society's given you. So not only did you like come on and do an interview with us, then you gave Sobertown for free your content, your program for us to teach, which other people, if they wanted to teach your program, can go on your website, ericaspiegelman.com, yeah. and then get the Rewired Support Group manual. Mm -hmm. And, but Erica, now you, this is going into jails and prisons, right? Yeah. So, yes. So I created an online program that has similar material, I would say. It's all like around the same topics, but 
It's a totally different program as videos, journaling prompts, reading things. So you go through each module on this online program. It's called the Rewired Online Program. It's on my website. People could purchase it for 40 I think it's $48 or something. But so it's like an online program that you could do at home at night, in the morning, for 10 minutes, for five minutes, for an hour, whatever you want, go your own pace. You have access to it for four months. But I gave it, yeah, I, I did. I gifted it to a company called Adobo. And Adobo is the only, only company that creates educational material on tablets for over 305 prisons, jails, and juvenile detention centers. So Rewired's on there under the substance abuse courses. There's courses uh, on vocational skills. There's courses on science, math, reading. I mean, this is an educational tablet, but there's a substance abuse section, right? So people can learn. And that's where the rewired uh, courses. And we've gotten really great uh, statistics back and data. And it's showing like, I think now it's up to 20,000 incarcerated learners who use the program. And it's a pretty high completion rate. So it's exciting. 20,000 people really prisoners are using your program. Oh well, my they, gosh. They've at least started it and completed one module, right? That's the, that's the data we get back, but yes, they've definitely have seen it, heard of it so far. So that's, that's great. But you know, like this guy that just wrote me from uh, Oklahoma prison this week, they don't have access to tablets. A lot of these prisons, so I mean, there's thousands of prisons around the country I mean, we're only at 305. So there's still a lot of work to do. But people are doing the rewired groups in jail. So he told me he found my book in jail. That's why he reached out to me. It, they are. They're somehow circulated in jails. And he wants to create his own group. So I said to him, have a manual. He's like, no way. So I, had, I just sent, I printed it out. I sent it to him. So hopefully he can create his own group. That is just amazing, right? Yeah. So yeah. now we have something, prisoners or whoever, really, there's, if you don't get like the 12 steps or or it can be, you can use it with oh, the 12 steps. Of course. It gives you another alternative to getting sober. Absolutely. Like, in, like I love that you guys have these Zoom meetings and it, it's changed the world, right? Like we're, we're on Zoom now. But, you know, if there's someone out there in your community that has a small little community and they want, they want to see people, they want to create real friendship, go down to the city hall, rent a room, go to the library, rent a room, go to a restaurant, sit in the back and start a meeting. Start a meeting for people that are struggling or relating to the same things or in recovery, whatever. Yeah. I'm going to be interviewing a gal tomorrow. Okay. She's been to prison a couple of times and the judge that she's in front of now used to be her public defender. The people going through recovery court is being assigned to her. She's in recovery now in an mm -hmm. institution. So we're trying to bring rewired locally here to Union County in Tennessee. Yeah. So yeah. people can do that too with your group support manual. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I'd like to bring it anywhere that someone completes it, then it shows that they've completed the recovery-based program and maybe that can help their sentence or can help somehow probation or something. I write, I'm a counselor. I have a private practice. So I write letters for my clients. If I have a client that has been on probation. I write him a letter every, every three weeks and it's really helped his case. Now he's, he's almost done and it's fast tracked it. So we have the power to do that, but it's just about getting these programs into these counties and it's just hard. So much, so many, so much politics. You know what? Eventually I, I foresee the rewired sitting right next to uh, AA all around the country, all around the world. So, cause yeah, it's just yeah. an amazing program. So Thank we're, you. we're going to speak life into that.
boom. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, boom, boom, boom. Yes, let's speak it all the time. Yeah, yeah. It's it's and it's like amazing how these groups have. I mean, like just your testament to this about how really there's not a lot of support out there. I mean, this is why people are drawn to Sobertown from all over the country. It's just there's not a lot of in our own communities. There's not a lot of there's no villages anymore. Everybody's so sprawled out, so spread out, so all over the place that it's hard to connect with like-minded people. And that's like, this is the new, the new way. Yeah, the virtual reality world, everybody's got a phone so they can have a meeting, get on a Zoom wherever they're at. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know. And you guys had a meetup recently, I saw? Yeah, we've had a couple. We had one in Moab, Utah, and then we just did one in Asheville, North mm -hmm. Carolina. It was, it's beautiful. And sober people are getting together. They're meeting online. And Erica, we're thinking one day we want to see like a sober Woodstock. What do you think? That would be amazing. Yeah, right? that would be amazing. We could create that for sure. I mean, there's sober concerts all the time, but I think it would be great to create like a weekend away with some yoga, meditation, maybe music at night, some good food, that kind of stuff. For sure. So, so you mentioned like maybe we could do a, a workshop sometime yeah. with this cognitive distortions I, or whatever yeah. it may be. But to me, that's yeah. huge. Yeah. And my wife is like, I fit every one of those. <laughs> I know she wrote that. She's so funny. It's very common. But I think once like, let's say Jamie's aware of it now, like then she could stop herself and say, oh, you know what? I'm catastrophizing. Why am I doing that? You know what? I don't need to do that. That's like bullshit. I don't, I don't need to worry about this situation. It hasn't even unfolded yet. But you like start to catch yourself when you're aware, but you know, it's hard to, to change things if you're not aware. Yeah. Our daughter's going to go camping with the kids and they're going to be abducted and <laughs> right murdered. And the worst case scenario is going on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I don't blame her. I, I, I do that too about my kids. Like I drop off at school. I'm like, I, I just have horrible thoughts. I think when you have kids, you just, something happens, but I try to like change those thoughts. So but it's the world's a scary place. There's shootings. There's there is there is stuff going on. So it's there's a little bit of reality in it. But yes, it doesn't help. There is. There really is. Yeah. So let's wrap this up. And what would you like to tell somebody just getting started, Erica? I would like to tell them that there's a path. There's a way. There's hope. And not to listen to like anybody that's negative, not to allow toxic energy in their lives, to have strong boundaries off the start. Read, read a book on boundaries, listen to a podcast on boundaries, start to learn about like how you can protect yourself so that you can thrive, so that you can have long-term sobriety. I think a lot of people that are just, just starting this path don't have those things in place. And that's what starts to mess, trip them up a little bit. Like they're around people still using or they don't, they don't have boundaries around that. They're not in a good routine yet. So I think the routine is really helpful, keeping yourself safe, keeping yourself around healthy people, uh, removing yourself from negative situations and finding a community that can really support you, I think is, is super helpful from the very beginning. Boundaries, I, I think, was the biggest and kind of like one of the hardest things that I had to do, because not only did I have to set boundaries for others, I had to learn to set them for myself. Yeah, yeah. And that's your first principle that you have on there is boundaries. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, when I first read it, I'm like, what the hell is this? Boundaries, right? And then you get into it and you're like, oh, wow, that's cool. Yeah. I had no idea. So. Well, and Drifter too, one thing, it's non-negotiables. Like my boundaries are like, non-negotiables are also equally important. Like 
I will not let, I will let someone in my life belittle me, guilt me, scream at me, yell at me. Like, right. Cause I've been triggered. Like that'll trigger me. Cause my, I've had people in my family act, treat me that way. And I don't want to be startled. I don't want my nervous system to be abused. Like I want to have peace in my life. So if, if that's the way you're acting, I'm going to say to you, listen, if you raise your voice again, I'm going to walk out of the room. I'm going to do this, right? And those are boundaries you you create. You don't have to divorce people or, or get rid of a family member, but learning how to say, listen, this doesn't fly anymore. Like your behavior doesn't feel good to me and I won't allow it. Okay. So that's my boundary. You want to respect it. Fabulous. You don't want to respect it. I'll see you later. Like be clear what you allow, what you don't allow in your life. And that's Super simple, but you got to be like, you got to like, you got to follow through with the consequence if, if a boundary is violated. Because these people are used to you being this other way where you always accepted right. it. And all of a right. sudden they're running up against this wall with your boundary and yeah. they don't know what to do either. They're like, oh, no. who's this new person? Right. Who's this new person? How dare this person change? Why is it this person making me look like bad and blah, 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 blah. Doesn't matter. It's it. Self-care comes first. My priority is my sobriety, my self-care, and this is part of it. Like, it's one of the largest parts of it is, is treating yourself kindly and, and knowing how you want to be treated. Yeah. Erica, I appreciate you so much. Yeah. yeah. And everything that you've done for Sobertown, I don't know how many people that you've helped. We're putting a newsletter out. We do one every month now. So we, we want to highlight you on that newsletter on this next one coming out. and then what you're doing for prisoners, because my heart's with those guys. I know how, how it is in there and them having another tool to like, not only stay sober, but like to change their mindsets and better themselves. So yeah. Yeah. Thank you for everything you're doing. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. I'm so, so grateful. You're my friend and so grateful we're in each other's lives. So yeah. Yeah. Me too. Erica, thank you so much. Okay. Take care. You too. Bye. Bye.